This is just for you, Dylan Smith. You challenged us. We rose up, you know? We we walked into our trap and we took over our trap. <laughs> took over our trap. <laughs> now, now we're getting there. Take that, Dylan. 359 start for Dylan. <laughs> Listen at you, man. You over here picking up slang and everything, DK. Golly. I well, the love trap that thing man. is a is a Tomlinism. That's you know. No, that is a song, DK. We <laughs> wait. What? Walking your trap, take over your trap. Oh my gosh, oh, DK. No. Yeah, come some cool again. <laughs> no, you're cool. Don't. <laughs> yes, you're officially a dog now, DK. <laughs> You're right, me Phil. We are so proud. You are 100% correct. We we got him. We we got him saying cultural slang stuff. You're right, Miss. Yeah, it's just a slang. It's just a saying. Walking your trap, take over your trap. It's just look at you. Been hanging around the young kids, huh? You know, I don't know if it's so much about showing my age as as it is about showing <laughs> something else about how uncool I am. But very cool guy. <laughs> we'll leave that one right there. You know, I, I see what you people are all about. You just you're just lying in the weeds. They're waiting for me to do something ridiculously uncool it's, like that. It's a song originally by Bankroll Fresh, DK. Oh, Bankroll Fresh. <laughs> Let's get this show started. Let's get this show started. I celebrate their entire catalog. I indeed do. Let's uh, let's get this rolling here. My goodness. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ramon Foster show where the guy on one side is really cool. Guy on the other side, not so much. <laughs> you made me put my sunglasses on, DK. Just on the basis of you, you just dropping that lyric right there like it was nothing. I'm just like, all right, that's my dog then. Say less. Oh, you're Say waiting for me to do some beats with that too? I, all I need Jeez. for you and your cars to have two 12s in the back. You feel me with some 24s on the DK? That's all I need. <laughs> he is Ramon. And he is an 11-year starting guard in the National Football League. All 11 of those for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All 11 of those under Mike Tomlin, who had himself a day. Had a day, huh? He, whatever it was that he might have said or done to tick anybody off in Orchard Park on Monday, he more than made up for it today. He sat there and just took question after question after question. 33 minutes as i told you guys this is when he does this mm. and he even explained that as well right at the outset making a joke about how he was in a better mood and does anybody want to ask me about you, my contract did, did you see and i'm gonna let you continue you on real quick but did you see on social media the old video of uh head coach chuck Noll being mm -hmm. asked the same thing chuck and he Noll walked would out never do that yeah and he walked out walked out he, and he walked out sure in the heck did man way to go coach t you know there there's a there there's there's a, obviously a ton to unpack just from the session today uh the biggest news as i saw it um is that he's going to go outside the organization to get an offensive coordinator i hadn't been sure of that uh he went public with the fact that he wants 
The Steelers want Mason Rudolph back. And just from his verbiage, it sounded like they knew something. And on top of that, Tomlin said, and then Art Rooney confirmed afterward that he's going to get an extension. Now, on a normal day. (laughs) What? I know. The hits keep coming. On a normal day, Moan, we would have, on a normal week, any one of those would fill the entire uh, the ep- you know, run of episodes, but we have what we, ha- I know, but we have what we have today. We have the time that we have. The, and the, the main thing that I want to bring up with you today, Moan, in, in the opener here is the coordinator going to the outside. They obviously have to step on the gas. Teams are interviewing coordinators right now. Um, are you even a little bit surprised that there was no consideration apparently given to Eddie Faulkner, Mike Sullivan uh, with the way the season ended or not? I don't think so. No, I, no, I think it was on a need basis. Everybody, I felt like know what their role was going to be. I think I thought it came with a bunch of camaraderie. I thought again, and I said this in a moment, coach Faulkner was the next up, right? I almost feel like coach Faulkner was probably offered to say so in the play calling duties, right? DK and probably mm-hmm. just said, nah, that's not my role. Like, that would be me in that situation. I feel like that would be you. Now, let me work from the side or work from behind the scenes, right? Like, that's Coach Falcon to me, and I think is a brilliant coach. I think he probably should have some type of security whenever they do decide to bring somebody else in. But Coach T is a smart dude, right? You you probably guessed that or think that too, right, DK? He understand that that if anything, yes. he's he's got to get a response real soon. He has to be able to get this team going in the right direction. This outside chatter, as much as we, and I'm different from Coach Tomlin, he probably does it better than me. As much as this outside chatter, we say, hey, no, we we don't believe in that. We can't hear that. You do, okay? Like that is uh, just hearing Skunk World say that. This was the most authentic I've ever heard Tomlin, and it scares me. No. You asked for this, right? You y'all gotta Can't stop doing ways. this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this ain't pickleball or tennis. Okay, stop doing the back and forth of what you do and don't want. And I'm being, I'm joking. I'm tongue in cheek about that. But you wanted the rawness of Coach Tomlin. You got the rawness of him in in this press conference, DK. From my whole understanding of it mm-hmm. all, um, but he's smart. He has to know he's got to go get different eyes on this thing. And it may be for the better, too. I don't know what's to come from Kenny or Mason, right, as far as the quarterback position and go. But I think both of them would actually benefit from having a guy that you know is going to be a very solid play caller or one of those unnamed dudes in the corner somewhere that's breaking down tape that deserves an opportunity. There's a lot of dudes out there um, that I think have some good – uh, offensive coordinator skills and and because my day job I'm looking at these types of dudes um and somebody will get grabbed and get snatched from somebody else's um um staff at some point as far well, as offensive coordinator lots of praise here in the comments for Tomlin's I don't want to say performance that sounds like it's a show mm-hmm. uh, but the, the way he conducted himself at the press conference today including the the one stirring sequence that I'm not seeing all that many people talk about where he just talked about what sucked he said, this sucked. And he used the term sucked like four times in the next 20 seconds. Uh, he was he was harsh. Uh, one question that he never, ever, ever answers is something mm. about the distant past or a cumulative body of work over the past. He even did that today. Did when, he? When he said, when you know, he was asked about, uh, you know, recent history and, and the way things have not gone well. 
And he said, and I'm going to find this for you, Moan, because it's... That's big time. Go ahead, man. Well, hang on, because this one's about to give you the goosebumps if you're hearing it for the first time. Yeah. Um, it is right here. One of my biggest regrets professionally is that Marquise Pouncey is not a world champion because that guy is. Crazy. And Cra you were and you were just to his left all that uh, time. Let me tell and you, you this. know when he says Pouncy. By the way, I'm not saying this. It's to, the representation. It's yeah. the representation. So here, and you see, I don't take that person. I know Again. because you know what Pouncy means. Pouncy was the but, Pouncy was the face of you guys. But we can we all led from in different ways when he mentions him. It's the representation of it too. Here's and and here's again probably to uh, the detriment of where we are right now. Just being honest with you, and this is no knock. I just need you guys to understand when I said it, it, I can correlate this and keep it clean. When I told you guys and I started using those soprano words yesterday, those mafia words, underboss and lieutenants and stuff like that, the still is family, I think, is tight like that. Where when you hear somebody talk, it's usually the same sentiment. When you're in and you're still, you're always a stiller, right, DK? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's the same way everywhere. That that statement that he said about getting a world championship, right, DK? That was said loud inside the building, too. Right. Ben said that time and time again. One of the things that he said to me on my call after I was uh, retired was Ben saying that type of stuff. Man, I'm sorry I couldn't get you guys a ring. Like, And he meant that. So I'm sure that was a, a goal of everybody to where Marquise was in his later years. I was in my later years. Al trying to figure that thing out. And not just him. It's Cam. You know, they feel the exact same way about him and his group, too. So, yeah, we had the goods, DK, and I don't know what you want to call it, um, whether we needed an offensive change sooner or just better uh, actors in your play, too. Who knows what it was? But I know that statement right there has been said in-house, and that's crazy he actually said it for the world to hear. It is. When we come back, we're going to get to the only segment that matters. And, boy, there's a lot of ground to cover. Golly, that's some uh. stuff. That's Hey Moan, though. We'll be right back. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Yeah, there's, you know, people got to see a side of him that, you know, we as reporters get to see more often than fans, but you as a, as a player you got to see it every day. Yeah. So Lori says here, Tomlin showed today why the players love playing for him. He came across as very genuine. Um, and the, the pouncy answer really seemed to have hit a lot of people because I think it reminded everyone. And boy, I'm not saying this to trigger anything here with you, Moan. Oh, I'm, but it, I'm but it reminded now. everyone of how insane it is that that group didn't win a championship. Yep. And, and still to this day, that's why it's going to be painful for me to root for my uh, my good friend Gerard in New England. People want to say that was our toughest hurdle. Like, again, you say what you want to about it. Brady was legit. He's first ballot. He's the GOAT, right, to ever do it. They had a team that was just our kryptonite, even though they got beat by other teams and Eli did his thing against them, right? Like, those are the things you have to look at. Like, sometimes it just don't roll in your favor 
when you do that type of stuff. And, and Spence, we'll never forget about the Castro and Gil. I actually had to reach out to Gilbert today. Yeah, don't, don't ever accuse us of that. <laughs> no, Certainly not no, this guy. No, absolutely you know, not. Or, or Al. Or Al. Alejandro Villanueva. But, but going back to that post you just put up there, like, Seeing him today, and I think he needed to show that at this turning point that he's at, too, um, when it comes down to Coach Tomlin and his career, I think he's safe. An extension will be there from what you said Art said, right? It will so, be. But you understand why it's okay to stick with him. And, again, you say, well, we haven't. We haven't. It, it, it's a matter of <laughs> – I've heard a lot of coaches lately say this. In today's game, it is more than just playing for – the team. It is more than just playing for, I got the heart to do it. You got to realize, and this is something he said and noticed, and I think he's somewhat transitioning to more of understanding this newer game, is this part to me. These these jokers these days, sound like an old dude, get off my lawn guy real quick, but the athletes today in college, they don't have to stay there. Right. They can hit the portal. They're already getting paid. They have more eyes and people and us on social media telling them how great they are all the time to where you almost got to condition yourself to change the way they are because it's more of them coming in than it is of the coaches who are old school mindsets. Now, whether that be finding a coordinator or wide receiver coach or DB coach that can handle teaching these guys the old school message that you need, I think the evaluation of that staff should go a long way this offseason. Who's the young Thundercat as a coach that can pass my message on to the younger generation to get them to think that I'm allowing them to do what they want to? Again, now I mentioned nine on seven. It ain't many people around that do nine on seven. I had somebody recently say uh, when it comes down to how Michigan, Michigan football this year, won the national championship. You want to know one of the main things that Coach Harbaugh, I heard, had them doing as a, as a team? Hmm. Nine on seven. Oh, okay. That don't really exist in college no more. Pads tackling to the ground. Nine on seven football. Jeez. And what, 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 what came from that other than the cheating stuff? What came from that? A national championship. Because they understood if the Big Ten was going to win a natty besides Ohio State, we got to get physical. The old school brand has to be there. And I think that's something that Coach Tomlin has to figure out how to pass that message along because you love everything that he does. He ain't perfect, but you absolutely love everything that he does as a player. Let me get to a couple of things that a lot of people are bringing up here. Most, a lot of it is about the quarterbacks, of course, and that's just to be expected. Can, can we? Can yep. I do this before we start the quarterbacks real quick? Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all hit that like button. Hit that subscribe <laughs> button, okay? Go ahead and send this yeah, out to one of your friends to get real to quick. 30,000 subscribers. I, Let's go. Before we get into the, the, the meat and potatoes of this thing, DK, y'all hit that like, subscribe, and tell a friend to tell a friend. All right, let's go. Eric says, were you surprised to hear Mike Tomlin admit that Mason Rudolph surprised him? Um, there was, for all the complaining that a lot of us, myself included, did that Tomlin was really reserved in his commenting about Rudolph as he was progressing over this past month, he most certainly was not reserved today. He had high praise for Rudolph. He acknowledged being surprised. Look at that again. This is a guy who does not often do the I'm sorry, I blew it. Yeah. Okay, and that is as close as you will see to that. Moan, did you ever... Get that sense from him in the past when he was wrong that he'll come and tell you, hey, I blew it. No. No. <laughs> no. 
No. <laughs> I wasn't sure which way you'd go with that. Because I you saw I was in deep thought thinking that. Yeah. And you know, I've had I've had other people bring that up. I've had other people ask me, why how does he ever admit that he, you know, did something wrong? And I've always kind of said, you can't. Because in the moment that they know they can prove you wrong, you lose power somewhat. Right, I think we saw him as raw as we ever gonna get him today, it's a man. Sign of weakness, and that that's what that's what this was. Today was him. He showed up raw. He walked through the door raw, up to and including, basically giving a semi apology for something for which he know he just he has absolutely no regrets walking out of that room that day. So, you know, Michael Walker says, "Hey, Moan, Mike T was asked today. Do you believe that we have the starting quarterback?" for the next season, meaning in the building. And his response was yes. Now think about that for a second before we wow. get to Michael's second point here. He said yes. That means that he wants Mason Rudolph to come back. When he was asked, is is Rudolph, uh, or is there going to be competition for the spot with Kenny Pickett? He said, certainly. Do you see all this? Do you figure this all out here? And yet, at the same time, he sets it up in a way that Kenny doesn't lose his job over injury. You know, you know what happened today. Hmm. He used you guys and everybody yep. to send text messages to uh, Kenny Pickett. Yep, and to Mason somewhat. Mason's on the top end of this, right? He, he is. He, he used this thirty-minute sit-down as a way to send a text message to Kenny. That's what that was. Oh, to both of them. Yeah, it, it, to both of them. But the guy like that you it, said, yeah, yeah. He, that's what happened to you. He ain't got to have an exit meeting with Kenny Pickett after this or Mason if he hadn't already had him because he did everything that he set out to do in this presser today, and I think that's phenomenal, man. And I, I'll say this too, with where we are as a team and how it finished and what it looked like, I think that's also true. And this wasn't these wins, these games that, that Mason went 3-1 and one this year. This year. Um, it wasn't like you had to come back from behind. Like, they were kicking butt in these games. They were winning in these games. It's not one of those, hey, there's somebody, Baltimore pull their, you know, foot off the gas, and then it's a comeback win. Like, you actually went into those games and actually just straight up won them. And I don't know how much of a difference it would have been with Joe Burrow that game either. Like, you had Jamar Chase. Heck, now you got their backup quarterback in Cincinnati saying he's one of the best 32 guys in the NFL. And he was at the time. He played like it. He kept he he kept sensing your flow until they weren't. Mike Rosenthal says, Hey Moan, I'm pretty amped up about Tomlin's attitude. The only concern is if this team sticks with these quarterbacks, can they really get over the hump? There's a there's a perception component to this quarterback thing. There's also a reality component, but there's a perception component. When you have people saying with a straight face, Bring in Justin Fields because he's young and he's promising and nobody bothers to look at his age. Yeah. Okay. Fields is the same age as Kenny and they're both just three years younger than Mason. Yeah. Okay. Mason's 28. The other two guys are 25. What's the, I mean, what am I missing here? One of them is perception and one of them is real. Well, because you you heard of one of them later. That's all. And you know what the other thing is too? The you draft know, picks too, yeah. Higher draft picks, and yeah. you can also have to cut that check to Justin Fields real soon. That's the other part of what what this is. Mason, at least, whether you want to start him long term or whether you want to pay him right for short term service of your team, I think he's he still comes under where 
where Kenny would be or where uh, Justin Fields would be if you pick up that fifth year option. That's the like y'all got to look at the economics of this thing too when it when it really breaks down. Even if you trade for Justin, Justin, they're talking about in Chicago, they want to still command the first round draft pick for him. You're not giving up a first rounder no. for him. I'm not giving up two twos no. for him. Okay, what do they say right? about a car's value when you drive off the lot. Appreciates <laughs> franchise quarterbacks aren't getting traded either. Like, let's have that reality also. Now, Danny says, "Hey, Moan, what's the real reason that the Steelers overlooked Mason?" I, we talked about it yesterday. Perception that you just said a second ago, and he sat on the back burner for far too long with no reps. Uh, that's why. And of course, you had seven in front of him too. There was no opportunity. The opportunity that he was going to have, you drafted Kenny. And then on top of that, you buried him under the fact that you went and got Mr. Trubisky too. Again, and he got better. <laughs> That's the only other thing I can say to why we're seeing this out of uh, Mason is Mason got better. Go look at his first starts. I can see it right now. I've done it. I guess you you saw it. Go go back to that Seattle Seahawks game. Was it Seattle or Baltimore? Baltimore. Go back to the Baltimore game and watch him in a pocket. He's side to side and moving his feet like, oh, I got to go make a play. Now you watch him. He ain't even moving around. He's a daggone statue that's simply making plays. And, yeah, Deontay is worth yeah. this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's, 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 a, there's a lot of work that has to be done. Uh, ben Johnson says, you know, that Justin Fields has more physical talent. Moan, where does that take you? You had guys who were Ben's backups who came in with like 20 times the physical talent. <laughs> that yeah, he had, did. you know, Dennis uh, Dixon had it. Um, I mean, but, Byron yeah, left, which was, I mean, even the older around. version of Michael Vick, Vick had it. Yeah. Here's, here's what you're dealing with right now. I think Justin Fields deserves some, uh, some Mason Rudolph maturity because earlier this year, he went from a guy that said, man, I want to pass the ball or his team suggested he should pass the ball. And they tried to put the ball in his hand. And then halfway through the season, when they hit a skid, he was like, I'm gonna go back and do what I want to. And then they still lost a lot of games. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. Justin doesn't know what he want to do as a, as a young quarterback in his league, too. I hate that it's so microwave, but he also needs time, too. But I don't think you guys are willing to give him time in Pittsburgh while also having to drop off a bag, too. Darren Watts says Mason is the leader that this offense needed. Fake leaders were trying to lead before that. I could have done without that second part of the remark. I mean... Uh, you know, Kenny has a history of being a, a, a good leader on a football team. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was team captain even after he lost his job. No. You know, um, so I, I don't I, – I, I will agree with you about what Mason did to lead the offense. And I will agree also with Drew that Mason won over this entire team, and rightfully so. Uh, I, have, uh, I have some other ones here that I want to – get to here logan says that tomlin acknowledged presley harvin did not have a good season a little surprising i mean it was a little obvious that was uh, very i had one of them star too yeah uh no that was yours yeah 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 when you look at this brad wing was brought in for a reason right we mm -hmm. knew that we knew that he had to have a good showing i like presley presley seems to be a dude somewhat man but you better be a dude and know how to play ball too yeah, Nick says here, and, and this is actually not correct, but I, 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 I'm hearing this from other people, so I want to bring it up here. He says, hey, Moan, Tomlin said there will be another quarterback brought in to compete with Kenny Pickett. No, he said quite the opposite. He what he said was that the answer is, is he expects it to be someone who is in the building now. 
and he wants Mason Rudolph back. Just take this and this and pile them on top of each other, and you have your answer. And he also said, uh, too, that will be a quarterback competition. Yeah, he used the word he used the word certainly when he was asked certainly. if it would if he wants someone to compete with Kenny. He said certainly. So he, I'll give him this. I'll tell you what. I don't know how much time he spent preparing for this press conference or how many other dialogues had to occur to lead to it, but there wasn't a single box that he left unchecked before he walked into that room. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I think he prepared for this press conference and for these meetings the same way he'd prepare for an NFL game. Yeah. Okay, everything was in place. Who he was going to meet with, what he was going to say to them, what order he was going to do it in, and then save us, the reporters, for yeah. last. And then say, what do you got? Come at me. <laughs> he, even the contract thing. Even that they didn't let go, and they've done that in the past, Moan, where they just say, you know, that's something that we're going to take care of behind the scenes, whatever. Never talked about it. Never, ever, ever talked about it. So I'm not coming at you, Nick. I love you, Nick. I'm just pointing. I I did see a tweet to that effect from a national reporter, but it wasn't a quote. It was just them blowing it because they actually weren't there because they don't actually cover things. Oh, my gosh. They want clicks. But uh, not, what was that last question things. you had up there, DK? What was that last one? Do you still have it somewhere available? I thought that was a good question. There Is this the demeanor? No, 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 no. Um, no, it wasn't a demeanor. I think it was what happens with Kenny if Kenny doesn't win the starting position. Uh, oh, right here from Francesco. Yeah, hold up. Hold up. Hey, DK Moan, did time to make it clear Kenny was QB1? Well, I saw hesitation in his answer. Sure. And if Mason isn't good in practice, does he have a chance of winning the job? I think Mason does have a chance of winning a job. Here's the thing, though, too. It comes in stadium. Like, whatever happens between how they sign Mason and who starts the season off to me, it's going to be a conversation of what you look like in the stadium. Again, practice reps is totally different. I would almost expect Mason to feel a whole lot confident about his performance, knowing that he's capable of doing it, and you expect better pieces to be around him and an offensive coordinator that's going to be competent to get him the plays that he know he's good at, too. Like, Mason legitimately has a say-so in what the offensive coordinator is going to call for him. And so does Kenny, too. And whoever wins, wins to me. But I I somewhat see it being Mason's to lose, although he named Kenny pretty much as a starter today. He didn't. (laughs) He he acknowledged the depth chart. And you and I were just joking earlier this week how he feels about Depth charts. Paper stuff. He, yeah. He just, really, you're going to ask me a question about depth charts in April was one of his better answers in recent years. So we calling everything weird this offseason? Didn't we start off it's, Monday and Tuesday like that, too? It is so what? different. Bill says Trubisky is gone. Yes, he's very Yeah, good. he's gone. I got one right here. It's pretty good from the Fox Den. Fox mm-hmm. Den, we got so many doggone memberships pending. Open up your membership and yeah. receive one, man. Yeah. Uh, but the Fox Den says, hey, Moan. Thoughts on Omar and Coach T in a second offseason, adjusting, learning each other. You don't have the blanket of Cav there anymore. This is also very new for Omar, too. Very new for Coach T. Omar and Cav jumped into the free agency quick with what they did, what was it, last year or so. This is the adjustment of what their relationship is. And I think this, I know is good, has always been good, and they're on the same page. There is no separation of power, I don't think when it comes down to what their main goals is. Omar's been around Super Bowl teams, and he understands what it takes 
to get those type of guys in. They just got to adjust as a squad and change their expectation. And maybe Omar does suggest to Coach T, we got to go find somebody outside. Because here's the thing, though, too. Omar's been in a separate place. Coach T's also been at a different destination, won a Super Bowl there, and also ran the defense in Minnesota. These dudes understand that adjustments are part of the league or you find your way out. John Wardell says, did you know that preseason competition shows you more about a starting quarterback than four playoff-type games that actually count? Amazing. I never no. knew this. John, I, I, they know this, okay? Mike Tomlin hasn't been making a, 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 an emphasis, a priority of this stadium thing for years and years and years just for show. He obsesses over it, okay? Where he values a performance in stadium versus anything at all that he's okay. going to see at St. Vincent College or on the south side this spring and summer, they're, it's, they're different stratospheres. Yeah, yeah. I could tell you, if we're, we're basing stuff off of uh, practice, I could tell you some all-American, all-pro, Pro Bowl caliber dudes that blew practice up. DK, no, you know, ooh, I'm talking about this is just a joke. Give me as a to good say, name. Give me a good oh name. Oh my gosh. One guy in particular because we called him, nah, I ain't going to call no names, but outside linebackers that we've seen before, wide receivers that we've seen, I'm talking about jump. Here's his feet jump up off the ground right there with the sun, jump up off the ground and go about another eight inches and go grab a ball out of the back of the end zone for a touchdown. We're thinking, what? We can't wait to use him in the stadium. You know how many times we saw that? Yeah, it's it's just a completely different world. There is, I I sometimes mock it myself, his constant emphasis on this stuff. I thought it was especially weird heading into Seattle when he was just this place, uh, the 12th man and all this noise and the hostile environment and everything else. And you know what? It won them the damn game. Because, and all those guys said that he was motivating them by saying, if you run the ball, you'll quiet the crowd. And you'll just be able to play your game. What ended up happening? They ran the ball. They quieted the crowd. They played their game. Mason Rudolph did the rest. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. they, they, they live this. They, people like Ramon and the people who are in that world, the rest of us don't. Yeah. Now, I never lose sight of that. No, no. Here's a good one, man, because people love bigging this guy up. One of them anyway. Randy goes, hey, Moan, Kendrick Green and Kevin Dotson, never, I ain't going to slander them, appeared to be number ones instantly after being dealt. What was holding them back is still his growth. Uh, that's my biggest thing. I don't think they grew up quick enough for what the expectation of Pittsburgh is. If they had more veteran guys in the room, and I think Dotson was around for a year of pounce or so, if I'm not mistaken, but there's a, a curation process that goes into this stuff, right? Like Devin Bushman throwing out there real fast, too. When you – like your first round talent, but are you first round ready? Are you day one starter ready? And then Dotson had to figure it out on his own. Then Kendrick Green also had to figure it out on his own for the most part, right? Like there is a method of maturation that has to happen for guys, not just O-line, not, not just guys that we are, we're, we're looking at like linebacker. No, there has to be a level of guidance. And I personally don't think they had it long enough to make them look that good as, let's say, Dotson's looked in uh, L.A. But you guys are saying he looked good because PFF says he looked good. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not today. Okay. All right. I'm done. We'll save that for some other day. <laughs> we'll save that for some other day. Jake says, who says Kendrick Green got any better? He had a couple of good games, and then he got hurt. 
Danny got hurt. So, and then I think that's the couple of good games is the last time that anybody actually heard about him. It was. Do you you follow me? Like nobody kept up with him after that. So it's just the last thing, you know, that that you remembered. Yeah, yeah. And that's no diss to them dudes. I wish them well in Houston and uh, L.A. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's uh, take it to the end here. No doubt, we'll be right back. Right, DK. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like they're setting up, meaning the Steelers, conversation topics for us for the next two months. You could take your pick. I know, and it starts with my guy, and I'm I'm a fan of Hanover Fist. Tomlin, Eric Holtz, looking outside for an OC. Not oh no no, they, you don't say that publicly without already. I'll bet you he hasn't. He has somebody in mind. Come on, Hanover, the season's done. Like yeah. he laid it out. Don't let's let's not be those people, please. Well, no, I think in this case, what ends up happening is you don't want to put yourself in a position where you say something and then you don't say it publicly, say it definitively. Let it be known to Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan that we're not going to keep you in this role and then bring in somebody and then keep somebody from the inside. Who would you keep? He already told the other two guys they're not they don't have the job. Yeah, that's not going to be the case. And I, I wouldn't try to get on you, but like we got all the answers that we were looking for when it comes down to every question that Coach Tomlin walked out on in Buffalo. And we still find a way. <laughs> yes, Kia. Yes, Kia begging us to be open-minded. Kia, I am. I am because – and I saw somebody in the comments earlier say, well, what about Cam and TJ getting them a ring? He need to do it real fast. I'm sorry to tell you, it don't work that quick unless you want to have a quickly made and a quickly imploded team that you're not guaranteed to win a Super Bowl. I'll name you a list of teams that was geared up to win a Super Bowl. Jacksonville was. Rams were one time, and then they finally ended up getting it. Dallas was geared up. Philly's been geared up for the last four or five years. Buffalo's been geared up to win one. Like, I mean, the Jets have been geared up to win one, right? Like all of these teams, you rolled your eyes for a reason. Always at the mention of that franchise, yes. It ain't that easy. And somebody asked a question, had a great question too, DK. Shout out to everybody with the gifts real quick too. But here's the thing too. Like when when you mentioned, somebody brought up one that was very fascinating when it comes down to building your group, building your guys. It was about the O-lines. Like, man, we draft this guy, hadn't done this. You guys are real tight. It does take time and growth to build that type of stuff. Again, we're talking about culture. We're speaking about what the Steelers are and what they're known for at times, right? And those guys are the dudes that you bring in that are your dudes. You lose that stuff when you go buying, literally buying everybody else's free agents. You lose a piece of Mean Joe. You lose a a piece of Bradshaw. You lose a piece of Ben. You lose a piece of Louis Lips when you have dudes that are outsiders that don't understand what it takes to play in that space in Pittsburgh. One of the things I told you guys always said is when you put on those colors, teams attack you differently. You know why I know this? Because I've heard other people say this. When Munchak came to us and we were about to play the Titans, he said, listen, I want this game because I know if they beat y'all, it's going to make their season. Because we had those conversations and Munch had that in the 80s about just beat the Steelers. 
and that makes your season. Dolly's with it, man. It just happened to our heads. <laughs> no, no, they're doing it on their own. No, that's what this is. I'm, I'm just telling you guys how it works in Pittsburgh. And that quick sale, quick buy, it don't fly. I like that, Dolly. Put that back up. Are you putting it back up? Yeah. Um, that was I good. can't what read that? all of do mine. We ask them, do we ask thing. them again to like and subscribe? Yes. No, dog. They're doing it on their own. Yes. Yeah, that's ben, Ben's doing that himself. That's Ben's job. Yeah. Appreciate you, Ben. Um, but yeah, it's just super fascinating on what what fanatics mean. We all are fanatics. <laughs> all right, guys. We're going to do uh, one more of these tomorrow. Maybe catch our breath after all this news today. You guys are awesome. I'm going back yeah. to look at the presser. Mm-hmm. I have to. Yeah, I'm actually going to see it in its entirety a second time, which I never do. Yeah, good people. We got more tomorrow, I promise you, man. It'll be Fast Friday. Only questions tomorrow? Is that how you want to do it? Boom. Just Only like questions that. tomorrow. Yep. Go look at the presser so axis much. what you need to. That's it. Absolutely. That's it. All right, Peace. guys. See you tomorrow. Like, subscribe, tell a friend.